Well, hey friends, welcome to My Evangel Online, a safe place for everybody to explore faith. In this episode today, we're gonna to be talking about family. So stay tuned, we're so excited to jump in. Today we are going to be talking about family. We're entering our second week of our regroup series. Now before you maybe tune out or turn this off, let's do a little bit of a caveat. We are all part of a family. Mm -hmm. uh, we are all children, maybe you're a sibling, um, if you're married, if you have kids, it doesn't matter what your role in that family is, we are all part of family. And so we want to make this a bit more of an all-encompassing conversation than just marriage and parenting, which we will talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but we will also talk about how do we keep up with our extended family and go through some of those things as well. So throughout COVID, <laughs> family has taken a hit. Um, there have been so many people who haven't been able to see grandparents or Grandparents haven't been able to see grandkids. I mean, we're in that boat. We usually head down to Alberta in the summer and that obviously didn't happen this year. So what have been some of the challenges you have faced personally? And follow along, enter it into the chat, that family life in all its forms have taken a hit during COVID. What are those challenges for you? Hmm. Well, uh, one, one of the things that I, that I always say to my parents to like help um, calm their sadness about me not living close to them uh, is I'm only two ferries away. Only. That's what I say every time um, because that, like, that makes it seem like just a little like quick little John. <laughs> um, and so now it's like, I'm two ferries away. Um, and so I think that those barriers have just been maximized over this season. Um, where before it was like kind of like a fun little like tongue-in-cheek and now it's actually kind of like a, a true reality um, And so for me, that's been like the biggest barrier has has been those that distance um, My other older sister and her husband and their two kids live all the way up in Williams Lake And so um, that's two ferries and then also a drive And so I think that those barriers for everybody have just been magnified in this season And so I think it just makes the divide seem even greater. Yeah, yeah um, I think some of the challenges in terms of family and, and family life in this season in particular, uh, we're, <clears throat> we're all engaged in uh, whether it's our professional lives, family lives, even simple things like going to the grocery store. Uh, things have changed so much and we've had to adjust so much. And I don't know about you, but I know as human beings, for the most part, we don't do well with change. In fact, uh, one of my favorite quotes is Dr. E, Dr. Henry Cloud, who says, uh, people don't change until the, the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Yeah. And that's so often true. And so in the dynamic of family, um, we've all hit a lot of these different stress points over this year. And who do you take it out on the most? Usually, it's the people closest to you. Uh, the people you feel most comfortable with. Yeah. And that can become problematic right. uh, over time as we continue to self-isolate and restrict 
uh, relationships outside of our immediate family. And so it's an interesting dynamic for all of us, for sure. Yeah, that's so true. Like I find our grace wearing thin mm -hmm. um, with the people that, I guess because we do have that little bit of a safety net, we know that they're gonna love us even if we have a bad day. <laughs> um, but yeah, our grace wears thin. I found too that we always say that it's not healthy to expect one person to meet all of your needs. Mm -hmm. And in this kind of COVID season, some of those external relationships have vanished. Um, not because they've actually disappeared, but just because we've had to limit our yeah. outside bubbles. And so as a parent, I find myself having to take on roles that weren't really intended for me um, to facilitate friendships or to entertain my kids or um, to like even ask Lucas to to take on some of those friendship roles that things I would normally just talk with my girlfriends about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, um, right. now I'm not going for coffee with my girlfriends. And so just that little bit of an extra strain, that pulling thin of those relationships because our relationships aren't wide right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another weird thing, um, like I, I live by myself and so I haven't necessarily experienced this for me personally, but uh, it, in the like work from home culture now, one thing I've noticed is that like there's bleed over on everything yeah. where before you would have like your work box and your yeah. work relationships and you'd have your family box and your family relationships. You'd have your friend, like your friendships in a different box. Um, but those have bled because if you're working from home, now your work colleagues are your family and your children. Um, and so like the bleed of those things, I think it's been just really strange to kind of for people to work through, to wrap your head around. And so I think that's been a big barrier is like kind of a reorientation, like you said, of, of a lot of our like key relationships of how we kind of, not in like a bad way, but like organize them in our minds that there's like no organization. And so I think that that's just like exploded. Um, and so people are learning how to manage the bleed, I think. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good point. I mean, last night uh, we, were, we had a board meeting and I'm sitting there on a Zoom call like this. And then down here, uh, I'm playing tug of war with my dog. <laughs> And it just struck me as just this weirdest moment right. of I'm working and trying to be professional and then my dog's over here and we're playing tug of war and it's yeah. just the dynamics are so strange. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to what you said too about how everything um, has changed. I don't know if you feel this, but the fatigue of this season is great. Um, just the constant subconscious risk assessment and learning all of the new protocols and making mm -hmm. sure uh, that every interaction that you have is distanced and safe and right. going through all of that. I found at the beginning of this, I had a whole bunch of capacity to check in with my grandparents and my brother and sister-in-law and, and Lucas's um, brother and sisters and their wife and husband and who we love and we want to do that, make sure everyone's okay. And as the time has gone on, um, just like my own emotional capacity to do that, to be that caregiver of my extended family, who I still, I still care how you're doing if you're watching this, um, has just felt like it's thinning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
What's interesting too, in light of all of this, because we're, we're doing a series called Regroup, right? And so we're looking at how do we regroup? And part of that is acknowledging some of the difficulties. And that's what you know we're doing here right now. Right. And we would ask you to do the same, just as we did last week, mm -hmm. um, to uh, acknowledge the difficulties, maybe even mourn and grieve them as we've talked about in the past, mm -hmm. um, so that we can then kind of put a game plan together yes. and go, okay, right. here, here yeah. are the difficulties. Here are the things that are standing in the way and the barriers. And then once we acknowledge those, now we can begin to put a plan together Absolutely. to kind of move forward into perhaps a better way. Or maybe in this season, we could even say limp forward from time to time. <laughs> just go forward. Just go forward <laughs> any way you can. Forward, just do it. Fall forward. Yep. <laughs> um, but we have to move forward. And so that's what, that's what we're trying to kind of establish here yeah. as we kind of call out some of these things right. and then... Uh, come up with a game plan for moving forward together in community and as families. Yeah. So there's nothing new under the sun. Um, I mean, this feels like a very new season for most of us, but in the history of the world, it's actually not that mm -hmm. new. Uh, pandemics have happened. Catastrophes have happened. And so I, I like to take comfort in looking to people who are far wiser and have far more experience than I have and always be gleaning, mm -hmm. um, always have a heart of a learner to take their knowledge that they're passing on and apply it to my life. So what have been some of the pieces of advice around family, again, in any capacity um, that you have clung to or have tucked in the back of your head to even maybe pull out at a future date? Yeah, that's good. Um, I think, and you had already mentioned it, but our generation, so I, just to let you in, I am a millennial technically, although I, I, I feel like I'm on the edge of millennial. Every millennial, generation. the way that it's but everybody's everybody's I feel like everyone's a millennial. But I, but I feel like the millennial generation, so my generation, um, we kind of have this like empathetic kind of feel to our generation. So we're really led by our heart in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And family seems to be, especially like family, uh, married with kids, um, feels like family is the priority. But it's, it's kind of the priority to the point where it, it, it at times becomes a little bit insular. Right. And just like as individuals, you know, we talked about it last week even, that um, one person can't meet all your needs can't feel, fulfill you relationally. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be community around that, that, that brings a holistic, plus that third party being God right. yeah. and faith. And, and, and that kind of binds the three cord and is, is strong. When it comes to family, I think, particularly in this season, we are seeing you know, pastorally at times that those that are super insular with their family unit, um, it's just not working. And so I think that we, even as individuals in marriages, like we need to have outside community in order to fulfill right. some of those pieces that yeah. we can't expect our family or our kids or our spouse or our dog or whatever <laughs> to fulfill um, because there's so much more that we need in relationship and intimacy. And so um, that would be my encouragement for any family yeah. right. um, and any stage of family, wherever you find yourself in. Um, that you need to invite other voices, perspectives, and people into your life. Yeah. To, Otherwise, to it gets really in. dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. I mean, you yeah. can expect them to fill it, but it's 
not going to be a healthy relationship. We're, we're all broken people, right? And so when it when you just come into just a few people, we're all broken people, and it just amplifies yeah. that brokenness. And maybe even for us, sometimes that brokenness is even a blind spot yeah. for us or, or for our family unit. And having perspective outside of that kind of can build a mature um, ability to grow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for me, um, I, I kind of come with a little bit of a different kind of bend to, to all yeah. of this conversation because I don't have a spouse and children that I come home to uh, or that I work from home with, whatever you want to do. Um, and so when I come home, I come home to the company of myself mm -hmm. again. Hmm. Um, and so that's always an interesting thing for me to work through because, you know, we talk about, well, what happens when you kind of get so sick of your family that like, you know, you, you don't know what to do, but what happens when you get so sick of yourself and your own yeah. company that, that you don't really know what to do? And I think something this conversation is missed in church often. And so, so as I've been considering it, I was reflecting on uh, like some, something that somebody shared to me um, a couple years ago. And what they said was um, essentially along the lines of the story of Lazarus, where he's called out of the grave by Jesus. And as he's called out, he stands before Jesus and the disciples and his family. And Jesus says, now take off your grave clothes, or now take off his grave clothes. Hmm. And I think that we all, uh, in our journey of faith, have grave clothes that we're still wearing, uh, where we're unraveling parts of ourselves that were never meant to be part of us. Um, and this person said to me, he was, he was and still is one of my mentors, you can be frustrated with yourself. You can have moments where you feel the tension of, um, of pulling those things off of you, um, but, but never let that change the identity that Jesus still loves you. Yeah. So you can be frustrated with yourself and feel the tension and feel the challenge of this season, but Jesus still loves you, and so you can feel both of those at the same time and they don't need to conflict with you. That's been like such a moment of freedom for me to be like, oh, I'm feeling this frustration with my, myself. I've come to the end of myself. I'm sick of myself. Um, but if we, if we are wrapped truly in, in Jesus and his identity, then we, as we take off those grave clothes, it doesn't need to be this point where we get so frustrated with ourselves that we don't even know what to do with ourselves. That's good. Um, and so in my season right now, being single, um, that's kind of one of the, the advices that I'm really clinging to right now is that uh, to, to take off those grave clothes, don't forget to do that, um, but to recognize that that's not what your identity is wrapped mm. in. Yeah. And, and what's great about that too is as you do that, as you kind of walk that process and as each of us, whether whatever our context Absolutely. in terms of family, walk out that process, it causes us to be a even greater contribution to relationship yeah. right. for others, yeah. Yeah. which is kind of neat. So we have to take that individual responsibility for that journey in ourselves mm -hmm. with Jesus and the spirit. Right. But then that helps us contribute to family in whatever context yeah. that looks like for each helps of us. Helps us be better kids and better yeah. siblings and yep. better partners and yeah, for sure. I like how you say identity because um, one of the things when we were a young family, so our kids were little, that I read over and over was coming up with kind of a family identity statement or a family mission statement. Because mm. the reality is <laughs> you're taking two very unique people with two very different identities um, because God has created us uniquely. We're not cookie cutters and put you together and you create a very unique family. Mm -hmm. um, one of a kind. There's no family like yours. Right. And so prayerfully and considering 
uh, how the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, kind of crafting what your family and what your home is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) we, as adults, become guardians of that. And so uh, for us, I know for me, one of the things that was so important was that we would be a home where we delight in each other and that joy would be a big part of it. And so um, I just think that it's better to laugh than cry. <laughs> so or in cry this season, just or yeah, or just do both, you know, it's okay. Cry and, or laugh until you cry and then yeah. just cry. Um, and this season has required a lot of laughter over <laughs> tears to just guard some of that yeah. core identity. Yeah. And then just one more fun piece of advice, five o'clock chocolate. Um, a sweet (laughs) yeah but she says that like it's a family thing but no but she has her private her private stash (laughs) is hidden away and we don't get to partake in that okay that's not the five o'clock chocolate i'm talking about okay okay so when when, uh kaylee and ethan were itty bitty we had a, a mom of four in our church who just had like honestly the best parenting advice yeah. ever and one of her things was on those days where like your kids are just down and out and it you happens. just need to get to bedtime five o'clock chocolate give everyone a sweet sugary snack and they will have a sugar high uh, for a little bit and then they will crash right about bedtime that's awesome and everyone's happy huh. so that's that's good advice consult your physician i'm going to adopt that for myself right just on my own yeah, yeah. I do five o'clock chocolate. like about 6 37 we're ready for bed yeah. but you know what's great about that you, you mentioned having a mission statement kind of like and and i think sometimes as families we make the mistake of being making our family the mission yeah and your family's not the mission your family's called to a mission mm-hmm. right and so one of the greatest things you could do for your kids in particular is discover what the mission is for your family right in the season that you are a family together in, in, in the definition of people being in your house. <laughs> yeah. And you, you invite your loved ones into mission. Yeah. And that can be the greatest gift that you actually give your children in a lot of ways is inviting them going, hey, mom and dad are on mission. Yeah. And you're invited into that. And you're a valuable part of that. And it's not about us. It's about kingdom. It's about this world. It's about Jesus um, being made famous it's mm-hmm. and, and creating mission around family yeah. super important yeah because none of us um, are born selfless <laughs> and none of us are born yeah. with the knowledge of how to serve right, right? Yeah. we are very self-centric all you need to do is look at a two-year-old with a pile of toys <laughs> to know that we just want to make ourselves comfortable and ourselves uh, put ourselves first and so if we as adults aren't modeling that for the next generation they aren't gonna get it like mysteriously go aha one day they need to see us be living it out first yeah yeah one one thing that i'm just thinking of too is that uh one one piece that my my parents were really good at for for a number of reasons is is making family where you are so my mom comes from like a family of single children or of only children and so she doesn't really have any siblings she doesn't really have a lot of even extended family and so it was like oftentimes just her and her mom growing up um, and my dad he's the only one who lives in a different province than the rest of his family and so they're they're further away from our extended family 
And so we love them, we cherish them, um, but the reality is sometimes distance makes that difficult to like be with each other. Yeah. Um, but my parents have always been really good when we were growing up of like making family where we are. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so just as a couple weeks ago, um, my cousins came up to visit and people kept asking me like, oh, who's related like on either side of your family? And we would just say yes, because um, they weren't actually like <laughs> biologically related to us. And we like threw a couple curveballs at people. Um, but they're truly like the family, like our family as well. Um, not at the discredit or, or the like ignoring our actual like biological family, but I think it's important to do that, especially for me being here, is that you need to make yeah. and find family and choose family. And so we always joke that uh, you guys are like the youngest parents of, tw of a 25 year old ever, <laughs> um, because I've been like adopted into your family basically. And so I appreciate that because I think that for me that's so meaningful because I probably wouldn't be able to like continue uh, as in the health that I've been in and the mental health that I've been in and just in the stability with some exceptions had I not had that like adoption mm -hmm. into your family. And so I think choosing family where you're at, especially if you're on your own, um, I think is really important because it, um, it, it doesn't mm -hmm. fill the exact need of family but it's something that I think is incredibly important and something that my parents have always modeled and that um, we kind of like adopted random people into our family here and there as, as we've walked in our that's journey. Good. And so that's, that's just good. one piece of advice too, is like choose your family where you're at yeah. too. Yeah. And that's a part of mission. Right. That's, that's actually a beautiful part of kind of that missional component too, which, yeah. is, mm -hmm. which is super cool. So we have been sharing the advice that we've gleaned from watching um, the lives of people that are close to us or from different books or podcasts mm -hmm. or conferences uh, we have attended or read. But if you could just share one thing um, that you would say, you know what, I think this is a crucial factor in this season to keep our families healthy. What would that one thing well, one thing that I've um, really just kind of been trying to do for myself um, is to lean into imperfect communication methods. Hmm. Um, nothing is, like everything has been imperfect uh, in this season, but that means that having like one time, one time me and my family had like a weird, strange group FaceTime, but my parents were in, were in Horseshoe Bay with my sister and brother-in-law. So there's like people in the background and they're like loud enough that we could hear them and it was like just weird. Um, but we really wanted to like FaceTime all together. I think it was on Mother's Day actually. And so I was sitting in your house, yeah. uh, you guys had left and they were at Horseshoe Bay and it was just like this weird thing. And so I think we just need to lean into imperfect methods of communication right now. Mm. So whether that's like a weird group FaceTime, whether that's um, over Zoom or kind of whatever that looks like, we have like a Facebook family group chat. Um, so leaning into those things I think is even more important now. Um, I'm not a, I don't super love being on Facebook Messenger, but like that's what our family best connects with. And so right now, just leaning into that imperfect communication and valuing it in the same way, choosing to value it in the same way that I would being with them in person. And so I think that's kind of my piece of advice that I would kind of give. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I would say just because of the nature of the season, I think it's super important that we recognize that we're not maybe our healthiest us. And that's okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And so I think for the sake of family, you need to find a way to engage a process of health for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we, we, we kind of think that we need to be everything for everybody else. But, and you know the analogy, the, you know, the airplane's crashing and, 
the masks come down and who do you put it on first? Yeah. Yourself. And that allows you and gives you the ability then to be life-sustaining to others around you. And um, I think that's an important part. And the other piece, not to kind of echo too much of last week, but I really believe you need to find some outlets outside of your family relationally. Because I think it's unfair to your family to depend on them exclusively for that. And you're just going to be a healthier, healthier you with appropriate outside relationships from your family unit mm -hmm. that can invest in you, listen to you, hear you out. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, those friendships are super important. Yeah. And you can't be healthy without them. You can't. Right. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of mentioned before that we're kind of all really short <laughs> in this season. We are... Okay. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I will speak for myself because I am super short. I mean, these guys are sitting on stools and still taller than me. Um, <laughs> but our fuses are short right now. And so we have to make a conscious choice to choose grace, <laughs> mm -hmm. to maybe bite our tongue um, when we're ready to just give a quick retort and to choose grace. In Proverbs 15, um, it says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. And I think something that's just so real right now is the possibility of destroying our families from the inside out hmm. with carelessness and... Yeah with um, like foolish moments where we choose to erupt versus cool down, walk away, uh, do what you need to do to like take a moment, put yourself in timeout adults. Um, and we can, you know, we can cause irreparable damage to our mm -hmm. families in a moment mm -hmm. because of our carelessness. And yeah. the beautiful thing is that we have the Holy Spirit, who wants to give us the fruit of the spirit mm -hmm. and he wants to give us gentleness and self-control and patience and so we really don't have an excuse right. yeah which is the hard thing <laughs> to swallow is that we really don't have an excuse when we do give in to that selfish part of us uh, that hurts others because we have the holy spirit yeah. like patting us on the shoulder going hey <laughs> Remember me, I would have helped. Um, and so make sure that you're keeping your relationship with God strong right, right now and yeah. lean into him again to we can be whole, healthy people. Because um, just like we can't be healthy people without friendships, we can't be healthy people unless our relationship yeah. with God is healthy yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, if you think objectively about <clears throat> conflict in your home, probably 99.9% .9 of the wins you have in terms of arguments, everybody loses. Yeah. And it's, it's not worth that kind of downward momentum and that spiral. Mm -hmm. um, there are things worth fighting for, but let's, let's be honest, if we're just objective and pragmatic about it, most of what we fight about in family does not matter in right. the big picture. Yeah, and disagreements don't have to be fights. Disagreements yeah. don't have to be to yeah. become conflict uh, when they're done in a healthy way. In a healthy way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one more thing that I would just say, not to like fully despiritualize things, but um, as like a sim single person, uh, I would encourage other people who are maybe single right now to find a hobby. Hmm. I know that, that sounds very like lame and obvious, 
Um, but there's a reason why people have started baking bread. And there's a reason yeah. why people have started um, to pick up instruments again. There's a reason why people start to do those things. Because when you are at your house by yourself, you are accountable for you. Yeah. And so you could easily binge Netflix for the whole night, which, like, to be honest, I've been there already in this season, um, where it's easy to just do that and do nothing productive. Yeah. But I think that can easily lead us to places that we don't want to find ourselves in our own homes. And we kind of, our homes become the enemy for us. And so, like, find a hobby. I took up sourdough baking because I've always wanted to do it. Um, and because now I have a shameless reason to enjoy it without, like, it being kind of like a strange hobby um, because nobody sees me doing it. So there you go. Um, but I would say, like, find a hobby because you are accountable to you. Hmm. And so to find some work for your idle hands, I think, can be really beneficial in this season because we have some time that's more idle because we can't go out that evening with our friends or we can't do this or that or the other thing. And so find a hobby that works. If you need to find like 50 different hobbies because you can't hold a hobby, do that too. Like yeah. find something to occupy your mind, occupy your hands, um, and just be able to oc occupy some of that free time that, that you have. Yeah. That's good. That's good wisdom. It is. So we wanted to make this like really practical and I hope that this has been um, practical for you and I hope that you are sharing your own advice um, in the comments but we wanted to let you know about some resources that we put together yeah. for you um, some resources that we would just strongly recommend and so if you are with us on right now media you would have a free subscription to right now media through evangel church and when you log on on the left uh, screen <laughs> the like little index there there is the very top of the black letter uh, categories that's the word says evangel church and if you click on that there will be three channels there one that's sermon series content one that's marriage and one that's parenting and we have just curated um, a few studies for you mm -hmm. after today's session that we think would be really, really helpful. If you are finding that conflict is something that's happening in your marriage at a greater level, then I'd encourage you to check out The Good Fight by Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott. It's right in that channel. And they do talk yeah. about how you can have disagreement, how you can be two individual unique people um, doing life together and not walk through just one of you being a doormat. Um, but to come to a healthy disagreement yeah. and find a resolution in a good way. So the link for that's going to be in the description below if you're on YouTube or in the event or the description of this video on Facebook. And so we will have the link there. You just click it and you just get set up and it's completely free, our gift to you. And so we hope that you are encouraged by it and it can help resource you. Yeah. So parents, the next one that I really want to strongly recommend, there are a lot there, uh, so take a peek, but Spiritual Parenting by Dr. Michelle Anthony. This is my absolute yes. favorite parenting course ever. And I know it sounds um, really like spiritual parenting. Whoa. It's, um, it's not. It's just how yeah. do we parent from the reality that we are spiritual people, that this world is not the end, that we have an eternity that we're preparing for, that we are people on mission. And so like a thousand percent <laughs> recommend this. Um, in fact, I was so sad. I was telling Lucas, I'm like, I really wish that spiritual parenting was on right now media. 
And then today it appeared. Whoa. The yeah. They heard, they heard you. Right? So cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah, it is good. It is good. Dads, it's good. It's I, actually it. it's really good. Yeah. So I have personally watched every single one of those parenting resources over my career. Um, and so I I like stamp each one of them. The last thing I want to share, and then I'll pass it to you guys, is if you do have long-distance families, or even if you have short-distance families that you can't just see right now, um, there are some great resources. A Pinterest search will give you so many ideas on creative ways that you can just say, I'm thinking about you, I care, I love you. But something that's really cheap on Amazon is called Little Letters to Say Hello, and it's literally a book of postcards. Um, and it's like 14 bucks to get this book of postcards and each one has a different hello. And so just every now and then pop out a postcard and chuck it in the mail and everybody loves mail. I love getting mail. I love, I love getting, getting mail. mail. Right? I even love getting emails. Yes. It's like one of my favorite things. I love when you get emails. And since, since we're on YouTube and Facebook, uh, not sponsored. No, it, sorry. <laughs> we're not, we're not sponsored. No, we are not. But it's a good idea. <laughs> um, so with that, that is my like few resources nice. that I really, um, I, I really enjoyed finding ahead of this panel. So do you guys have That's anything good. that you would like to add to the resource list to make this a practical gathering? Um, yeah, I mean, Amazon, if you want to sponsor us, we're up for it. Just, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. Mr. Bezos, we're up for it. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, one thing that I would like suggest is go to counseling. Um, I think that mm -hmm. we yeah. have begun the process of kind of destigmatizing counseling. Yeah. Um, but if you are sitting here and, and you're a believer in Jesus, or even if you're not, going to counseling is not a sign of weakness. It's not a lack of, about a lack of faith. It's not about some secret sin maybe that you're harboring. Um, some of those things may be in play, but yeah. The reality is counseling is for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's not just for you when you're in a moment of crisis. It's not just for you when things are all falling apart. Um, it's not just for you single people so that you can fix yourself before you're married. Um, it's for you right now. Yeah. Um, and so I think it can be really lonely in this season and feel really challenging yeah. to find somebody other than yourself or other than you know the people that are yeah. directly surrounding you to give you kind of a perspective that's objective and clinical and thoughtful and maybe even sometimes spiritual. Um, so if you need that for yourself personally, go to counseling. If you need that for your marriage, go to counseling. Mm -hmm. If your family needs to do that together, go to counseling. Um, I know that I have begun that process um, in this season just so that I can kind of sort out some of my mental health and, and to work through that loneliness and all that stuff. And so there are so many resources. Yeah. There's online counseling where you literally have no contact with somebody, where you can text them, you can video them, you can call them. They're kind of there 24 seven. There's more traditional counseling that's all of course offered. Um, if you're here and you're maybe struggling to find counseling in your region or in your city, um, please feel free to contact us in some way, whether you DM yeah. us or message us on Facebook or phone us at the church. Um, Cause we would love to try and help you get resource with somewhere, somebody maybe personally in your, in your context or even just with something um, online or, or a little bit of a more uh, non-traditional way of, of doing counseling. But, I would like strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that even maybe before you're in a crisis. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, preventative maintenance, we know with a car yeah. is so key mm -hmm. to longevity. Um, in, in a lot of ways, we can go to counseling in the midst of crisis, of which course. is still important. Yeah. But like you said, sometimes that preventative maintenance of mm -hmm. having someone with the tools to help you unpack the things yes. and the brokenness that we all share. Right. Yeah. And I love in this moment, like, you know, if, if you've been to a counselor, um, put up your hand. Yeah. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I think we need to know that this is... Um, this has been, and I love it that the stigma around that yes. has kind of been waning, mm -hmm. which is so important because yeah. we don't have the tools always in and of ourselves to unpack the stuff we carry. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's super important. And we can often become an echo chamber within our mm -hmm. own friendships and relationships. Yes. And yeah. so sometimes um, just having that outside voice who sees things that maybe nobody wants to tell you yeah, or yeah. Um, that they're just so used to your quirks that they don't pick up on anymore right. can be so valuable. And I know that counseling has been really valuable in my life. Yeah. It's been valuable in our marriage. And so, yeah, thanks, Pastor Marcus. That's so yeah. good. Do it. Do it. Do it. Any last thoughts about family before we kind of wrap up? Um, I mean, family is one of your greatest gifts, whatever the context is. I mean, they're, they're one of your greatest gifts. And ironically, they're often the people that take the, the biggest <laughs> brunt of our brokenness. And so I would just encourage you again, um, be the best version of you that you can be for your family. That's your gift, even in this season. And if that takes counseling, if that takes friendships from outside, if that takes any of the things, resources, any of the things we've been talking about, um, that responsibility is on you uh, to be the best version of you and uh, make that your gift to your family today and in the days to come. Um, it's really important. Yeah, family as a nuclear concept is relatively new. Um, family has always been God's heart for discipleship of the truth of who he is passed down through the generations. But family as mom, dad, and 2.5 kids and a dog um, is new. <laughs> there used to be this holistic community yeah. family um, that we've kind of lost yeah. in Canada and especially as families move so far apart. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to remind you that you actually aren't meant to do it just to you. Yeah, right. Family is supposed to be beyond the walls of your home. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, don't shut it out. And like we just echoing back, look for it. If you don't have that here, if you don't have physical people here, uh, that's what faith community becomes, right. Yeah. right? And you can choose the people that are going to be that village, that, yeah. that God-given idea of family. Now, for those... You know, watching in the future, just for some context, we're talking about this in the context of a COVID season right. when we have restrictions on gatherings and all of that. So do it with wisdom and, right. and do it with <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, integrity <laughs> in this moment. Yes. But um, as Pastor Marcus said, even the imperfect ways of doing it, yeah. it, embrace those. It doesn't necessarily have to be having people to your home, um, but you can find some creative ways in which to manage uh, those those components. Absolutely. Well, we're going to close in prayer. 
And uh, then right after that, we're gonna kind of kick it over to some announcements and just some stuff that maybe you need to know for the future for my Evangel. And we're just so glad that you've joined us today. Thank you so much for taking the time. If you have not yet commented on Facebook, please comment. Let us know that you're here with us. Uh, maybe let us know what your favorite part of family is. Um, if you're on YouTube, consider subscribing. Hit that like button, hit that bell. Uh, that goes a long ways to just taking these videos and kind of boosting them out into the world a little bit more. And so that'd be super helpful. We're so glad that you're here with us. So Lo, we just pray that you would cause us to see family perhaps in, in, a, in a new way or maybe even a refined way as we think about family from a biblical perspective. And Lord, we know that um, there's so many different uh, avenues of family represented with us even today. And so God, I just pray that as each of us engage that, that kind of context in which we're in, in, in terms of family, that you would give us boldness and courage to maybe consider doing things differently. That Lord, families would have a mission set before them, a, a clarity of vision for what it is their family's called to in this season, for the, for the furtherance of your kingdom and the building of your kingdom. And I pray, Lord, for those that just need to um, in, engage that process of becoming the best versions of them. Lord, I just pray that um, as we seek your word, as we are, take time in your presence, take time in prayer, as we get counseling, as we invite other friends into our story, that we would just really begin that journey of looking more and more like Jesus each day. And that that would be the gift we get to offer our families in, in, in every day. And so Lord, I just pray as we just consider family today, that you would bless the families watching, that you would be in those homes, that your presence, your peace, your joy, your hope would be so evident in each and every family represented here today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks friends, we are so glad that you were here with us this morning as we talked about family. And while it's great to uh, be on your screen, what would be really amazing is to see yes. you in person. With our own two eyes. Yes, and so tonight, 6.30, yeah. we do have a gathering and there is still time to register. So head over to myevangel.church forward slash register, myevangel.church forward slash register. And on top of tonight, you can register for all the rest of our gatherings, yeah. November and December, right there. Including a preteen party. Including a preteen party, which it's will be, be Christmas. Christmas themed. I know, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Uh, and speaking of Christmas, is that we're actually already launching into Advent season. I know. Which is just like crazy to wrap your head around. But starting on November 30th, we will be releasing weekly Advent readings and just a quick question on our social media. And so stay tuned for that. Look forward to that as we kind of prepare our hearts for yeah. the Christmas season. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're like the Grinch. We're expanding our heart uh, for Christmas. <laughs> and so, sizes. yeah. And so check uh, our socials for that starting Monday, November 30th. And then every Monday after that for four weeks. Mm -hmm. Because if we can't gather together, I mean, we would normally like build up the excitement right. of Christmas yes. together. So we'll just do it. Online. online. It's gonna be great. Speaking of online and Christmas, we are yeah. moving Christmas Eve online with Home for Christmas. And we are so excited about this as we venture into different people's it's homes. Gonna be so fun. We're doing trivia. Okay, we are. We're are we gonna songs? let them know everything? Oh no. No. That's it. That's We're all not getting. doing that. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're gonna but, be surprised at 6:30. Awesome. So make sure that you're putting that on your calendar, putting in your phone right now. 
But you if we're gonna be this. like, if we're all gonna be home for Christmas, like we expect like PJs, hot chocolate, like we're we're like just do it like all yeah. the way, you know? Yeah, we'll be doing like appies and oh good. Well, Christmas okay. Eve appies. Yeah. We would love to know what you do for Christmas Eve as well. Yep. So the last thing. Before yes. we go. Is giving. So if what we do here um, adds to your, your journey of faith, then would you consider continuing to partner with us here? Um, what you have already done over this year, and especially during this season, has allowed us to continue to bless Powell River, uh, to bless our global partners that are kind of around the world, um, and to continue what we do kind of every day here. And so we're just so thankful for that. There are a couple ways that you can continue to partner with us in giving. The first one is drive-through generosity. This is another opportunity for like us to see your yes, face. Yes, we like, love truly. it. Please come by. Yeah. Uh, so you can come by on Sundays from 9 a.m. to noon. And we'll be here to say hi in a physically distanced way to let you give. Um, and so we would love to see you then. If you can't make it on Sunday, you can always come in Monday to Thursday. Yeah. Uh, you'll see at least one of our faces uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We're here, and so you can feel free to come in then. And then finally, anytime ever, <laughs> you can go onto our website uh, and give there as well. So if you're on any of our pages, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's like a blue or green, it's been disputed, but a blue or green blue. dot. Oh, I'm team blue too. Is Lucas team green? He He's is. colorblind. That's <laughs> blue. Oh. Well, it's bluish green, depending on your level of cones in your eyes. Uh, but you click that dot, it'll go through some giving, or you can go to myevangel.church forward slash give, and that'll get you right there. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're just gonna quickly pray to close our stream this morning. So God, thank you so much for all that we've talked about today. Thank you so much for the fact that we get to look forward to Christmas. God, I pray that all of the giving that we just talked about uh, would be blessed by you and that you would bless those people as well. God, we thank you that we can come around a table and continue to talk about uh, what you're doing in our lives. So God, I pray that you would seal this conversation and that you would bring it to our minds when we need it. We thank you. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Bye, Thanks, friends. Thanks, guys.